These are people that are hearing this story and they're walking up to him and asking him about what God did. And I just thought that was so cool. Um, it's, it's, it's not just a momentary thing. It's not just a healed and then you're, you're done. Like this is, a, this is something that God used to bring attention to himself. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, hello, this is Byron Paulus, and I am so, so blessed to be a uh, host of today's One Cry Podcast. I'm the founder of the One Cry Movement. Well, actually, God is the founder of the One Cry Movement, and I'm blessed to be able to serve uh, among so many others who God is raising up right now to proclaim the amazing hope of a outpouring of his spirit in revival and spiritual awakening. So many of you uh, listen to this regularly. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you, this will be the first time and what an occasion it is for you to hear for the first time the One Cry podcast because of what we are featuring today. So it is no secret to all of you that God has been moving, especially on college campuses and those campuses particularly who are making space for God and also in churches that are making space for God. I am hearing unbelievable stories and some of those we've had here on the podcast but I'm, I'm just hearing perpetually of what God is doing when churches are saying, we're just going to wait upon him, seek his face, and see truly what it is that he can do. So today, as you have heard about God moving in Asbury and uh, for a period of weeks, there are other campuses. And one of the campuses that we're going to highlight today um, that God is continuing to work in, but especially in the last week or so, is Baylor University there in Waco, Texas. So One Cry is blessed to have a full-time staff member uh, planted in Waco to bring the students and the churches, really the body of Christ together, to see him send a great spiritual awakening to Waco. And Baylor is a central key part of that, right, James Poole? Uh, you you were the national prayer director for One Cry Now, kind of the, the campus model. And thank you for joining us, James. What do you think? Is God at work at Baylor? Myron, I have been so excited because I went to Baylor 50 years ago, if you can believe that. Wow. And as a student, I was privileged to experience the Jesus movement there on that campus. And so to be back and see what God is doing now thrills my soul. It's something we've been praying for for a long time, and and God is is moving again in might and power. It's exciting. It is, and you know historically, and and only God maybe knows why. We speculate. Uh, many of His movements uh, begin on campuses. It begins with the student generation, and I think of the Haystack revival that you've studied, James, and I have, and how those college students God met with them. The result was really the birthing of the modern day missions movement. So we are blessed today to have a couple of students from Baylor uh, that James, I want you to introduce and uh, maybe get them started and sharing because I believe we are gonna be moved deeply by what we have to hear. Yeah, we're so blessed to have two student leaders and both of these individuals actually spoke on the stage during our recent campus revival called Fountain Mall 72. FM 72, and that stood for really gathering at the heart of campus, which is Fountain Mall, 
and spending 72 hours of continual prayer. And, and these were some of the students who actually spoke from the platform to their peers wow. um, during that major event that lasted for basically Sunday night through Wednesday evening. And uh, one is Kenneth Abella. Uh, I, I think their names are on the screen. So I was, I was not going to say their last names because they're so special. I want to just always protect them. So if you see this, uh, be sure and guard those names. But Kenna is a sophomore and loves the Lord Jesus. And uh, Byron, she has demonstrated such great boldness in sharing Jesus mm. that it's been inspirational to everybody around her. And wow. Mateo is a senior. Yeah. He's uh, that upperclassman who uh, adds stability to everything and has a great heart for Jesus wow. and certainly has a passion for Jesus and certainly is a great intercessor. And they are just a part of this huge growing number of students yeah. on campus who yeah. love Jesus with their whole heart. So we're glad they wow. can be with us today. Well, I'm thrilled they're with us too, James. And I was blessed because I was there not long ago. And you took me on a big tour of the whole campus. And I'll never forget, we stopped there at Fountain Mall. And I, it was almost like a sacred spot for me to say, wow, what God did there this year and in a few previous years, but especially this year is truly extraordinary. We defined revival as an extraordinary work of God. It's been extraordinary. Now, I want to say, James, as they begin to share, um, maybe some of our listeners are going to have a hard time believing. Uh, I love Baptists, but some of these Baptists might not believe everything that God is doing, which is great because um, God's bigger than any denomination, right? And by the way, too, can I just say one more thing and then James jump in here and I want us to hear from Ken if we can first, but hey, a major national news network, actually, just like Asbury, they carried a segment on the national news about what God was doing at Baylor at FM 72. Is that right? That's right. Fox News actually picked up the story and interviewed the uh, student who was in charge of coordinating and organizing this event, a seminary student at Truett here on campus. And so uh, I thought it was wonderful. She did a great job sharing and Again, the nation got to hear praise yeah. of Jesus and what he's doing. So, Kenna, welcome. So good to have you here. Hello. Oh, my love. I love awesome. what God has been doing in you and through you. And maybe, uh, James, Kenna, can we just, uh, just kind of maybe step back in your heart a little bit and tell us a little bit of backdrop of leading up to FM 72 and what you sense and you you visited Asbury, and yes. I think maybe even God led the leadership there to ask you to lead a segment of worship during that movement. Is that right? Yes, that it was crazy, <laughs> but it happened. So you've been you've been in the middle of what God's doing. So talk to us, share with us what's wow. on your heart. That was the most wild experience ever, being at Asbury and then being called out by the Holy Spirit to be a part of the worship team for a few mm -hmm. hours. That is kind of what started it all in my heart, um, because before Asbury started going on, I was just walking around, you know, at Baylor, not really paying attention too much to revival. I was just paying attention to Jesus, not much about mm -hmm. um, the community sense of things. But then once revival started happening at Asbury, and once I got to go and see and experience and feel and taste what God was doing, it set me on fire again it set me on fire again and I got to just start having that passion to pray for Baylor again and that passion to ask God to do it here and I know that he will and I know that he's going to do more and he has been doing it and so 
that's kind of how I felt mm -hmm. during and after Asbury, just absolutely captivated by the fact that God can and mm -hmm. that he will. And it doesn't mm -hmm. take any certain person. It doesn't take any certain worship leader, any type of style of anything. All it took was 20 surrendered hearts oh, wow. to birth revival for thousands, not just across the nation, but across nations, the world, Chile, Ukraine, Argentina, uh, Asian countries, African countries. It was beautiful. And the unity that wow. came out of that was absolutely mind-blowing. I still can't comprehend it. It's, it's uncomprehendable. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and then so FM72 is a few weeks later. It just was, it was last week now. But that was, that was amazing. It was, it was incredible just uh, having that expectancy and seeing and hearing so many people be expectant. Um, there's a lot of students that were just like, oh, you're going to FM72, not just to me, but like amongst each other. They were like, are you going? I, I can't wait. Like, are you going to be there every day? Are you going to be there every night? And it was just wonderful to then be there and hear people responding, hear people resonating with what the speakers were saying, resonating with the spirit of God. And then mm. experiencing how the crowd reacted and how people saw miracles and experienced miracles like healings. Wow. And I went to FM 72 last year, but it wasn't like this. This year. Okay, let, let me, let me interrupt just yeah. for a second. Go ahead. I love, I love, I got a list today of um, all the physical uh, miracles that took place Ooh, and nice. I think if I remember correctly and what I sense but you were there is uh, there was a lot of repentance that preceded those miracles mm -hmm. at least in some cases and yeah. uh, accompanying them was not just it's almost like yes the healings took place but Jesus is what we're all about and yes. what the focus has been exactly and like yeah so talk us a little bit about some of those areas of spiritual uh transformations and points that are just notable to you in addition to and people that came to christ as a result so let's just zero in on a story uh noah is that right yes yeah so maybe um, uh yeah. mateo you and know mateo. noah maybe do you mateo, know Noah? yeah sure more yeah i met him. i met him um at fm72 wow and tell us what happened mateo you and kenny yeah. you could share Okay. Yeah, I can, I can share the story. So basically it was the first night we were, um, you know, just having our worship time before, um, the sermon and we started singing this song called Jesus, the healer by Lindy Kofer. Um, mm -hmm. and it's just declaring you're Jesus, the healer. And it was really cool because, my roommate is actually the one who like really got stirred and was like, Hey, we're singing about Jesus as being a healer. Like, let's go pray for people. Um, and I, and I, I wasn't a part of it, but I just know the story. And he, and he told me yeah. like, he, he saw this guy names that now we know who he is. He's Noah. He, he had like a crutch. He had a knee brace on and he and a couple of friends um, just went over and, and prayed for him. And they just started uh, just yeah speaking life over him, praying for healing. But more than praying for healing, they were just like encouraging him, giving him prophetic words, just, um, you know, praying God's heart over him. And yeah, long story short, he got he got miraculously healed. He had uh, like a broken patella, which is the kneecap. He had torn ligaments, um, 
there's a video on our Instagram where he shares about it, but he was just in, you know, excruciating pain from, it was, it was from a ski accident that happened over, uh, I believe winter break. And, um, he was struggling, like the doctors didn't know exactly how to fix it. Um, he, he shared that, you know, the, the week before from like Tuesday to Friday, he had gone eight hours of sleep because of how much pain he was in. Like he, he was literally like lying awake in bed in pain from, from his knee injury. And, um, yeah, they, my, my friends, they, they prayed for him, gets miraculously healed. It, it has no more pain. Like he literally the next day he's like playing basketball. Like there's a video of him, like, like stretching his knee, like squatting down all the way to the right and the left and like just no more pain like you, you I've seen him around seen him since then just like completely still healed <laughs> and um like literally on fire for God now mm-hmm. like he already was before but now it's just like he met Jesus and yeah he had an encounter with him that changed a lot of people's lives so give me an example of somebody's life maybe that became aware of Noah and their life was changed yeah so again it's it's really it's really cool that god moved in in a miracle but i think what what makes this um so special is that like that wasn't the main focus the the main focus mm-hmm. is that um like it was a sign pointing to jesus and mm-hmm. one of the coolest parts of noah's story is that um one of my friends was his cl which is like his dorm advisor and he he had seen Noah all semester, just like trying to get his um, friends and his um, like hall uh, mates to like start a Bible study. Like there are a couple of them, like a couple of his close friends who um, didn't really have a relationship with God. And he got them to come to FM 72 on the first night and they saw him get healed. And specifically two, two of his friends who like weren't following Jesus gave their lives to Jesus because of what they wow. saw. And wow. now like I mean I've met them too and like seen them at like Bible studies and stuff. And you know, wow. they're they're all in. So James, I think that's what you told me. Something about Martin Hall and there's been revival on Martin Hall or something. Is that right? Yeah. On Noah's floor, I think everybody started recognizing the power of God at work in his life. And so the report I got was that the whole floor has experienced revival. Uh, turning to Christ, uh, committing themselves to him. And so I'm really hoping that we'll hear more of those kind of stories. Now, Byron, this was a, first of all, that evening was an unusual evening in Texas. Uh, The picture behind me actually was a picture from that evening. And you might Mm -hmm. notice that students are bundled up because it was cold. (laughs) And yet still 1,500 to 2,000 students came out. And uh, as Mateo even spoke about repentance from the platform that night. It was really neat to just see students in small groups really begin to seek God and, and cry out to God. And, and as a fruit from that, we started seeing individuals like Noah who experienced wow. not only spiritual transformation, but physical a physical touch from God wow. so radical that friends say, we can't deny that this is God. Hmm. And that was so exciting to start hearing those reports of yeah. people coming to Jesus. This, it was just like walking out of days with Jesus when he walked on the earth, where he would heal somebody and the crowds would flock to him, yeah. wanting yeah. to see this man yeah. that had so much loving 
care in his heart. Wow. And, and that's what happened on this campus. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. And I think that happened with other healings that God just supernaturally performed as well, uh, yeah. from shoulders to knees to ankles to all kinds of ailments. And uh, God just began to touch a number of individuals. Yeah. And that led to more yeah. people being saved, coming into relationship yeah. with Christ. Mateo, that you spoke on repentance um, right. to that group. I just think, you know, there is no revival apart from repentance. And um, but I don't think there can be repentance without some level of revival. So uh, I, I just really so grateful the Holy Spirit led you to uh, get up there and not just give a nice, warm, fuzzy message and talk, but to really call that student body to repentance. That is such a great need in the church today. So, yeah, thank you for. Yeah, yeah Kenneth. It's actually really cool. I, I have beginner's tennis. And so. Uh, this was either Monday or Wednesday. I was in beginner's tennis class. We were outside in the courts and I saw Noah, um, behind the fence. And then a few, like several people walked up to him and were just like asking questions. They didn't know him. They were just asking questions. They recognized that that's the person that they saw who got healed. And they started asking him like, what church do you go to? Like, how did this happen? Like what happened? And so it's just incredible. It's not just happening in the hall. It's not just, you know, the people that were it, you know, in James's picture, these are people that are hearing this story and they're walking up to him and asking him about what God did. And I just thought that was so cool. Um, it's, it's, it's not just a momentary thing. It's not just a healed yeah. and then you're, yeah. you're done. Like this is a, this is something that God used to bring attention yeah. to himself. Yeah. And it was, it was so awesome just to see that, just to see people attracted to the supernatural, which is the Holy yeah. Spirit. Amen. And Byron, if I could mention this too, I think God's been preparing the campus for a movement like this. Uh, I think maybe you know Kyle Martin from Time to Revive. He had been coming down prior to this, encouraging students to really uh, love people and want to share the gospel with them. Yeah. And so already before this took place, there were a growing number of students who were just looking around and saying, we need to love people into the kingdom. And so many have become very evangelistic, uh, getting right first, focusing on hearts getting right, but then also loving their peers to where they step into their path. And I appreciated Kenna when she came back this semester, uh, she saw somebody and uh, approached them, a stranger. Can you share that story, Kenna, of how, what God said and what happened in that setting? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, a couple months ago now, but um, I was walking between um, this one building called Cashon and this other building, which is the police department area. Um, and that minute prior, I was actually talking to God and I was like, Lord, I don't want this pressure to witness to people. I don't want this pressure. I feel like a burden to talk to people about you. So I just surrender it to you. And I ask you to highlight whoever you want. You know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds later, this girl in front of me, she's highlighted and she has this amazing, beautiful, dark curly hair. And so I go up to her, I'm like, hey, how'd you get your hair like that? Because my hair is kind of naturally curly or wavy. I just don't know what to do with it. And she starts talking to me. Oh, well, I just use this and this and this. And um, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And she's like, how do you go up to talk to someone after about a couple minutes of conversation? She's like, how do you just go up to talk to someone like that? I, 
I wouldn't even feel comfortable to do that ever. And I was like, oh, well, actually, you know, I've, I've improved over time because actually a lot of times when I go up to talk to people, it's to ask them if they need prayer for anything. And she was like, oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. Um, I still don't think I could do that. And I was like, you know what? It's gotten easier because as I've grown with Jesus and grown in prayer and stepping out to talk to people, Jesus has taught me how to see them, how he sees them. And he's allowed me to see people like how he saw them from the cross. And then this is, this was the awesome part. The Holy Spirit allowed me to weave in the gospel just with natural conversation. And it is just so great. And so this is, this is how I said it, or this is how the Holy Spirit said it through me. He goes, when Jesus was on that cross, he thought of every single person. He thought of you. He saw your face on that cross and he said, you were enough. You were worthy and he wanted you. So he endured mm. that cross to wash your sins away, to forgive you of your sins. And then three days later, Jesus actually rose from the grave. He ascended to the father to give you eternal life with him. And she was like stunned. <laughs> And I was just like, she, he loves you. He loves you. He's after your heart. And is there anything I can pray for you about? And she said, that's crazy. I'm just so shocked by people's kindness and stuff, but yeah, uh, you could pray for my mental health. It's not, it's not really good recently. I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. And so I prayed for her real quick and the Holy spirit just swept in. And so right after the prayer, she goes, that was crazy. You said everything that I was thinking exactly. Hmm. yesterday she said she said that yesterday I was having the worst day I broke down and it was probably one of the worst days uh, of the semester so far but everything you just said was exactly what was on my mind and I was like that's just because Jesus loves you he knows you I don't know you so he tells me things so that you can know that he knows you and he loves you and so then I got to connect with her um two days later a few days later we met up at a coffee shop and we just got to talk uh, she was so hungry. Immediately when we started sitting down, we got through a little bit of small talk, but then she was like, all about Jesus. Like, what is this? What do you like? Why did you share that mean with me? What does this mean? And she asked me about tongues and just, she was so hungry. And so three hours go by, I asked her like two or three times if she wanted to give her life to Jesus. The first couple of times she said she was scared because she didn't want to go back into sin. Then finally at the three hour mark, she said, okay, okay, let's do it. And so we got to pray with her. She gave her life to Jesus. The next day she came to church with me uh, to Antioch college service. And um, it was so perfect. She said that she almost didn't come into church because she was nervous, but she said somehow she made herself walk in and um, she just encountered the love of God and the peace of God like never before. She said that afterwards, she's never felt that loved before. She's never felt that care before she said she felt loved in a different way for the first time and cared for in a different way for the first time and the the pastor had said some things that um that were word for word what we had in our conversation the day before and so it was just the holy spirit using anything he wanted to show her how much he loves her and now i actually just talked to her a couple days ago i hadn't heard from her for a while so it was kind of like a bummer I thought she kind of, you know, fell off, but, um, I saw her the other day, talked to her and she's actually been going to Bible study mm-hmm. and in a group with believers. And so, yeah, kind of long testimony, but it's, that's it's great. Wonderful. That's great. Kenna. And you know what you said there, somebody said, 
one time revival is nothing more than a fresh outpouring of God's love and that she felt loved like she's never felt before. And yeah. uh, well, that's probably permeates so many hearts right now there on campus and, and uh, what a, what a joy. And make, maybe Kenna, uh, just one more quick, really quick here. Uh, a few weeks ago, God led you to go to the student center and to uh, and stand up and to share Christ. Is that right? Yeah. No formal invitation. I walked through that student center when when I was there just recently and I just envisioned you doing that. And I just began to smile and said, thank you, Lord. So tell us just briefly, what was, what what did God say and what, how did you obey? A couple weeks prior, he led me to preach the gospel open air um, in one of the libraries and that was the first time I ever did that. And so this was a Thursday. Um, and in the morning I was asking God, I was like, well, Lord, when do you want me to do it again? And he said, Thursday at 12. And I was like, okay, so you mean today at noon? And he was like, yep. And so that's what he said. And so uh, pretty quick, I just texted this group chat with like Mateo and James and a few others. And um, they, I asked them for prayer. And if they wanted to come, they could come. So they actually ended up all came, they came and they supported me, which was just so heartwarming. And I felt so cared for and supported. So that was awesome. But um, yeah, I just did it. I just uh, went into the place where he told me to go, took out a chair, stood on the chair and just started preaching the gospel and uh, calling out for people to, you know, recognize him and acknowledge him and look to him. And so. Great. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That probably hasn't happened very often there at that student center, you don't think? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Amen. Thanks for obeying. Yeah. And James, I don't know if you have any other questions, but I'd like to close our time with Mateo praying for the campus, uh, campuses everywhere, just for God to even multiply what it is that he's doing. And uh, I've heard Mateo pour out his heart to the Lord and I was moved. And so we always end these podcasts with a season of prayer. So I would love for Mateo, but James, anything before we ask uh, Mateo to just lead us to the throne? No, just a word to all those who view this podcast or listen to this podcast. The next step for these students, for the church is very important. And we need to continue to pray into the moving of the Spirit of God among us. And when he steps in and changes people, all of a sudden there's this alertness, sort of like uh, Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch, where the Spirit told Philip, approach that chariot, and out of obedience he did. And we want to pray that that would continue, where students would continue to hear the voice of God, and that they would continue out of obedience to approach strangers and people who, whom are led to them by the Spirit so as to see more and more come to know Christ. Wow. And I certainly appreciate both of these guys. I appreciate yeah. that. Wow, yeah. And uh, Mateo, I just appreciate your commitment to prayer and to really depending on God, listening to yeah. God, obeying God. And uh, if you would close this time in prayer, we just want to join our hearts with you. And, and uh, yeah. may everybody who's viewing this, listening to this, if you just join in and praying as well, even as Mateo. Yeah, don't check out on us because I'm telling you, um, if you haven't heard this generation of younger generation and their heart, um, and I, I know they're praying to the Lord, not to others, but, uh, and when they 
turn to the Lord. It is so special and challenging and inspiring to me. So let's do that, James. Let's join all of us on the One Cry listening audience here. Let's unite our hearts with mm -hmm. Mateo and seek the Lord together. Mateo, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Lord Jesus, God, we just thank you, Lord. We we first just thank you, God, that you um, have been moving in our midst, God, that we have yes, seen Lord. the goodness of the Lord in the land of the mm. living, God, that yes. God, you chose us, Lord, to be to even be alive in this time, God, that that you chose us to be able to see what you're doing right now, God. And Lord, we just thank you and, and we just um Lord come before you right now, God, and ask. Uh, for more, Lord, we we know that you're not done, God. I believe, God, that um, you're wanting to do so much more than what we've seen, God. That the stories we've heard, God, the the things um, we we've read about, we we've seen videos of it, God. We I, I believe, God, that you're wanting to do this, um, God, across the nation, across the world, God. I believe that you're wanting to turn stories into real encounters, God. You're wanting to turn, God, what what we've heard into. Um, oh, our own personal experience, Jesus. So God, I'm just asking, Lord, that, uh, yeah, you would just pour out your spirit yes, Lord. for this nation once again. God, mm -hmm. I'm asking, yes, God, that you would yes, open, Lord, the floodgates of heaven yes. over this nation once again, God, that, God, the stories I've heard of revivals of old, God, that we were asking that you would do it again, Jesus, that, yes, God, that we would see you move mm. in, in an undeniable, powerful way, God, like, yes, like we've heard, God, but would you do it mm. in, in, in this age, Jesus? Yes, Lord. Yes. And God, I'm asking that right now you would raise mm. up, or those, even those who are listening, God, right now you would start to stir in our hearts, Jesus, that you would start um, to knock on the doors of our hearts, God, and wake up. God, those who are in spiritual slumber, God, wake up those um, who who have been who have grown cynical and disappointed. Jesus, I'm asking Jesus that you would reawaken the intercessors. God, just as um, Lord, this is called one cry. God, I tr I just pray mm -hmm. that Lord, we would be unified in one cry for revival, mm -hmm. one cry for your glory, one cry for mm -hmm. um, your moving in this nation. Lord, that the lost would be saved and that the name of Jesus would be glorified and lifted up. Lord. God, you truly are our treasure, your reward, your everything mm -hmm. that we've ever dreamed of, everything that we've ever wanted, God. And God, I'm just asking, Lord, that, that you um, would open eyes to that reality, Jesus, and, and you would do it in a big way, Lord. You would do it in a sweeping move across this nation mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow. Thank you, Mateo and Kenna. And we're praying for Baylor. And I know James, hopefully in the next few weeks, not too far down the road, we have a special announcement that we think we're going to make in relation to uh, something God's got on his calendar uh, for the future, even there at Baylor so uh, and the nation and the world. So, so grateful, uh, you One Cry, uh, cry listeners. Uh, make sure you send this link to your friends. Uh, there are those that are wondering, well, Asbury's over, God isn't doing anything. And that's just not true. God is, I believe, accelerating his work in his way and globally as well. So, uh, wow, Kenna, thank you, thank you, and Mateo. Wow, you've got a lot of uh, older generation thanking the Lord for your obedience and your faith and uh, your belief that God's going to descend an even greater power in the days ahead.